And now for your listening pleasure, here's Polizzi and Rose, covering the week of media, marketing, and digital content news. This old marketing. Take it away, boys. Hello, my friends. This is Robert Rose, and welcome to episode number 273 of This Old Marketing, recorded on Thursday, May 27th, 2021. And with me, as always, my good friend, my colleague, and a guy who's definitely happy about the Friends reunion show, Pivot, Mr. Joe Polizzi. How are I'm, you? I'm actually you, doing fine. I'm recuperating from from launch week. Actually, it wasn't it wasn't book launch week. It was the 100 holes of golf. And thank you for contributing yeah, to that. Had, and well, of course, but but you, I mean, it's like it, 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 this thing, this this book thing has like launched. Like I want to say, it's like this is the seventeenth launch of it. You know, there was the, the pre-launch launch, and then there was the pre-launch, and then there was the launch, and then there's the post-launch launch, and then launch. This is this is the secret. <laughs> you don't re- you don't realize this. I figured out the secret. You just launch every day. Every day you're launching something. Ah. I and gotcha. it just keeps gotcha. it going, and and people think that uh, you're still like they think I've been launching this thing forever, and it's worked fairly well. But I see, yes. I did not. Yeah, know but this. first of all, I just this wanted to a- send a, a big thank you shout out. We had so many listeners of this uh, podcast support my hundred holes of golf effort, and we had, believe it or not, we hit our mark. We had over fifty thousand oh. dollars in uh, in donations from four hundred and seventy five different people. Um, across the world and it's been Brilliant. wonderful and basically that means a thousand hours plus of uh, speech therapy for kids in the united states that couldn't afford it before so we're very excited well, that's, about that i mean it's it's such a cool it's such a cool thing um and you know and 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 the way you did it this year i don't know whose idea it was for some of the people to go in costume you know, to do like a cosplay thing. That was an I mean, individual. That was an individual choice. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we had uh, uh, J.K. and uh, and Gels, uh, the the amazing group of Woody and Buzz Lightyear. That so just, awesome. They were they were amazing. But see, here's the thing, and I and they they will probably both listen to this, so I can. You know, I have to be careful what I say here, but it's all fine and dandy until you're out on the course and you have to go to the bathroom. So that's you know, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. That Buzz Lightyear costume, it, it was, it's a jumpsuit. It's form I mean, fitting. That thing was a one piece. Yes, it's form yeah, fitting. It was form. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, yes, it was. It was cool. <laughs> it was actually really nice because each one of the golfers had an Orange Effect Foundation kid that they, you know, were sort of golfing on behalf, and that was cool as well. And the families were great that they allowed us to do that. And, yeah, it all seemed to come together. And, and I, what it means is we're going to have to golf a hundred holes again next year. That's what that means. So I'm sure it's real rough. For uh, you. you know what? That's, that's Honestly, a, it's absolutely awful. It's, I, you know, you know how much I love golf, so I can definitely do it. Yeah. But you know, you get to hole seventy and eighty, and you're like, "What <laughs> the heck is going on? I can't." And I'm oblivious. Point me in the right direction. But it's the next day you pay for it because I was so sore the next day. It was. Oh, for sure. I can imagine. I, and. No, I'm sure you had the hangover had nothing to do with it. I, it was all it's all muscle. It's all muscle sure. soreness. It's all muscle. But yeah. yes, you, you need to feel sorry for me because I golfed 100 <laughs> holes, and then the next day was the official launch of Content Inc. The book, the uh, yeah. second edition, the official post-launch, pre-launch launch. <laughs> it's funny. I was on uh, Chris Brogan and Carrie Gogon's uh, show, the Backpack Show, uh, yesterday. Yeah, and they were you know they're played around throwing the book up on the screen and she says he and chris is talking i'm off air and chris is talking he's like well you know this is a thing you know if you want to really milk your followers for all it's worth you just redo <laughs> an old book you touch it up you give it a new cover and you sell it like it's new and here's joe Polizzi, the author of Captain Inc. i was like oh my god exactly the second edition yes <laughs> second. i'm already working on the third edition folks you can never, uh, you can never get too much of that. So, how are you, sir? It's enough about well, that. I'm, I'm doing well. I, I am doing well. We are, we are busy, busy, busy here in the, uh, I guess the, the, the very beginning of summer. Oh, yes. Um Unofficial start to summer next week, but um, 
yeah, it's it's been busy. It's been good. Uh, so you know, I've been heads down. It's it's you know, we're working up on content tech event, which is coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. Here, um, we've got uh, I've got client work going on. Uh, as they say in the Princess Bride, I'm swamped. So it's all good. Well, yeah, I mean, busy. We talk about this all the time. Busy is better than than not busy. Oh, it's and better than are, the alternative. And, absolutely. Well, you have for a lot. Sure. There's a lot of confused <clears throat> enterprises out there that <laughs> well that keep. <laughs> thank God Robert Rose is available because they keep throwing content <laughs> against the wall, not understanding why it's not working. And uh, and here you are it is coming true. in on it your is white true. horse, yeah. With your your solutions, well, no. your quote unquote no, no, your no. solutions, your solutions, <laughs> your quote unquote <laughs> solutions. That's that's my new. I'm putting to put that on the front page of my website as the testimonial from Joe Polizzi. Oh, that te- that's quote unquote, unquote awesome. solutions. Yeah, yeah. It'll be uh, just wait yeah. till Robert Rose rides in on his white pony with his solutions and brings you his quote <laughs> solutions. <laughs> you should buy his solutions. Yes, yeah. yes. So uh, it, it's all, it's all good. I want to tell one story before we get started. I was at a, okay, I, sure. Do you ever do blog talk, radio interviews? Have you ever done these before? I don't think so. Blog talk radio is. <laughs> I've never had a post launch, launch, pre launch. Yes, launch, exactly. Though, but, so you don't so, do these things. I'm in yeah, a whole right. different. That's world. right. But I, I've been on a lot of these recently where somebody has a blog talk radio show which is is basically a show you can listen to anywhere but they also syndicates out to 1 to 12 stations like really okay. lo- you know uber local stations uh, that you would never listen to but it you know so you can get it anywhere so I've done quite a few of these interviews in the past couple weeks where I did one yesterday and I knew it was bad right when I got on because she's talking to me she she has no idea who I am She's looking at her notes, puts on her glasses, and she's trying to figure out who the heck Joe uh, Palizzi is, and Palizza. which is fine. I mean, yeah. Palizzi is better than than most things I get called. And uh, so she's giving me the drill. Here's what the show, whatever. And she says, "Oh my gosh, I see your background here. Do I have an offer for you? I have something amazing. You are just going to absolutely love it. And after this podcast interview, or after this radio show interview, uh." I need you for five, 10 minutes because you're going to want to listen to this. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm on an interview that I'm going to get pitched. And lo and behold, I did probably top three worst interviews I've ever had because she didn't know what I was talking about. She she had no clue. What, you know, when I, I don't know social media or when I said content, she didn't get the whole thing. It kept coming back right. to basically product ads. I'm like okay, that's fine. But after we're done with it, she's she's pitching me on that I need to be the next great talent on her genius's new streaming television platform, and I would have the greatest <laughs> show ever. And, and first of all, I'm like okay, what show is this? And second of all, how much am I going to have to pay for that? That's ex- and, and, yeah, so, and that's exactly. the deal, right? It's basically yeah. they give you your own channel. On this, you know, whatever internet broadcast system that you can get uh, that looks sort of <laughs> like a Netflix, like it's, it's the, a sure, yeah, yeah, uh, and, and it's the internet. Have you heard of it, Joe? But it's depressing. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I, it's really depressing because this, this, I've already been on four or five interviews for the day. It's eleven the previous day. I'm not whining about this. This is great that people are are letting me, you know, talk about the book and. And the tilt and everything else that we're doing, but when you're at the end of the day, so it's a four o'clock interview, and she's then she pitches me this thing, and I'm like, okay, now I know the deal. Now I know why I'm on. You're, you're because oh, of you're course just, you do. It's just it, a sales pitch. Yes, that's right. Hate it. That's right. Oh, and I'm getting more and more of those every week. Not the blog radio things, but I'm getting the you. You're amazing. Your LinkedIn profile and your, you know, your thought leadership and your blog content on, and then you can tell it's like a fill in the blank, you know, sort of thing, email template, you know, you're on content strategy and you are just great. We would love to have you on this guy's podcast to talk about all the things that you're an expert at. 
If you'd like to call us and talk to us about how you can be on this amazing podcast, fees range from blah, blah, blah to blah, blah, blah. And we reach, you know, and then you go look at their social following and it's, you know, I mean, and I, I don't mean this the way it's going to sound, but you go look at their social following and it's less than yours by half. It's anemic. And you go, and, and you're like, really? R- really? R- really? No, and you know really? how it is. No, pay- they're emailing you and they're yeah. saying, Robert Rose, we really like your solutions. And we yeah, exactly <laughs> like right. your solutions right. will That's match right. our solutions and we can salute together. Um, uh, no, the funny the yeah. things I'm getting and I don't I don't send these to you because I get the this old marketing dot site stuff and everything else that comes through. But the, we get the ones that are saying we love we've been loving the guests on your this old marketing show. Yeah, and oh, we course. just yes, feel that, that. Uh, you, we have the perfect guest for you. And I'm like, well, which guest? Am am I the guest, or yes. are you the guest, Robert? Which <laughs> is right. the guest? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> my my, you know. And when I get those, what I do is I always respond and I go, "Could you please send me the episode of your favorite guest, and I will absolutely get you on the show if you can point to that episode." And then hopefully they'll go listen to a couple of episodes trying to find the they'll, one. And then they guess. have to go back to what I think 2013 when we had Tim Washer and Todd Wheatlet on, which I think was the last. That's right. Well, I think the, that's the live the show. Time. That was the live drunk that's, show. Yeah. Was, well, you you might have been imbibing. I was fine. Well, I'm I'm always. Well, you drunk, were drinking so the wine, I mean, and I was <laughs> drinking the beer. And uh, yeah. in Australian beer, it it doesn't have any effect on you. I don't know if you knew that. If you're drinking any kind of beer in Australia, you can't get drunk. Craig, I think that's our just friend Craig Hodges told stop. our friend Craig Hodges told us that. It, just because yeah. I don't remember half of a certain day that we went swimming in, in Sydney, I don't. Anyways, yeah. we should stop talking about these. Things. Uh, let's move to the let's news before we start talking about getting drunk in shark-infested waters. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to cut to the news here where we cover the top stories of the day, the week, the month, the whatever. And here we go with our first one. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, creators and crypto coming together. There's a bunch of stories here that came out this week that are really um, sort of bringing all this together. The first one uh, is a really interesting one, which is something that I had not heard about. And a big hat tip here to Carlos Abler, who sent this over. Hi, Carlos. Um, and the headline uh, for this first thing we're going to cover here is the it's the first decentralized writing platform that pays writers. And it's here. <clears throat> and so this comes to us from bettermarketing.pub. Uh, and the article that it opens with says, this is simplified uh, as to what this thing is and how it works. Uh, so, you know, basically go explore it yourself is the point of the article. But the article opens up by saying, writing online is full of bear traps. Once you've been writing for a while, you'll no doubt experience that your content's being deleted, you get banned from a platform, there's poor quality content, misinformation, um, comments that are not great. All of those things are fine. And then it introduces that there's this new solution called mirror.xyz. So you go check out mirror.xyz. And the mission of this site, apparently, is through a decentralized, user-owned, crypto-based network, Mirror's publishing platform is going to revolutionize the way we express, share, and monetize our thoughts. There's not a ton of information on the site right now other than your ability to sort of apply for membership. Um, but the way that the article describes it and the way that I understand it, because I went out and looked at it, and I'd love to get your take on this, Joe, is this is a platform that is a community. And once you sign in uh, and you, I'm going to assume, buy your way in at some point, um, you can start uh, writing on this platform. And at some point, members of the community who will join, I guess, as readers can come in and read your stuff there. Because each story, each, I guess, article uh, that you publish will be published as an NFT. And so it will be the unique, the place to get it and you'll have to, I guess, pay for access. It's a little unclear about how you actually get access to this content. It really explains it as a writer's platform. Um, and then I guess you'll, you know, issue things as your articles. You're on like you would on Medium or something like that. Each one is an NFT. 
And so that you could sell it, sell rights to it, sell it, you know, do all the things that you might do. Um, is that basically how you understood it or, or do you see something different? I can't here? get, yeah, I, I tried to access it, but you can't necessarily access it yet because it is decentralized and you have the community that votes for things, which is interesting. Right. It's actually very similar to the way that we do it at rally.io for our creator coins is if you want a new feature on the rally system, everyone gets a vote. And if it's a good idea, then it gets voted up. And if not, it doesn't happen. And this is the same thing that happens here, but with uh, with writers. So if you are a certain writer, you have a certain idea, you can actually go to the mirror.xyz site and they'll vote up. It's worth going to just to check it out. It's kind of crazy. You know, there are 1,000 votes for this and 800 votes for that. But it does look like it will give you an opportunity to where, where these uh, pieces of content live. You'll be able to accept payment for them in, in Ether. Um, and, and then, which is basically on, uh, you know, the right crypto token or whatever is on the Ethereum network. I, you know, you get the custom domain, uh, you get the publication can be your name or you can have it branded. I'm really not sure exactly how this works. And I would love to get your take. My take is this could be a thing. It might not be a thing. I think that what one thing is for sure is that the whole idea of decentralized publishing is here. It's going to stay, whether you call it the tokenization of everything or uh, of, of content itself. That's absolutely happening. Um, I mean, even Twitter's talked about the possibility of becoming uh, in, in more decentralized in the future and letting the community own. I don't know how they're going to go there, but that's a totally, totally different thing. There's something here. There's absolutely something here. And the yeah. person that wrote this article is Tim Denning, who's a, an Australian blogger, loves this idea yeah. because of the fact that it gives writers and content creators ownership from the start. You p create a piece of content, you set the smart contract for who gets the revenues for it. If you want, like, if let's say you and I write an article, I can say, all right, Joe's going to take 60%, Robert's going to take 40%, which is normally how we do it anyways. And I can set <laughs> that into the smart agreement and you, and you and I just get paid for it. If it gets sold, you know, we get a percentage of that ongoing, whether it's a course, an ebook, our coaching services, whatever. There, there's something here. The problem is I can't see it. I like the idea of it. And I think something like this is probably here to stay. I, I think you're probably right. I, and, I, you know, the funny thing is, and we'll talk a little later in the show about Twitter and, and, and all the things that they've been up to. And, and I think if there's anybody that's got a shot at doing this kind of thing, Twitter might actually be the platform for it. But but on this thing specifically, I, you know, I think this is the first in what will be a waterfall of these kinds of solutions. Yeah. Uh, if, I, if I use that word, um, you know, and... and uh, you know, to me, this kind of thing, I think the challenge we're both having with it is that you can't see it working on the broader open internet, right? You can only see it working behind a walled garden like Mirror XYZ, which means that if it's like a sub stack or if it's like a, you know, some sort of community where you're going to have to get access to the community before you get access to the writer in the community then this something like this only really works. It's kind of a niche within a niche within a niche, right? So you have to have a, a writer that you're really interested in, uh, you know, in, in seeing two, you're going to have to be willing to go pay for access to a community three, you're going to have to be willing to pay in ether to get access to that community. And so it's really going to be specialized. Um, in the early days, for sure. Um, and so the only way I see something like this working is if they get some big whale of a writer to say, this is going to be my new platform, and they go in there and attract a big bunch of people in there. Or if they do kind of the, you know, the clubhouse thing where they say, oh, you can come in and do this thing, and they make it really sort of exclusive access, which they're kind of trying to do with their whole you got to apply to get in. Um and and you get enough influencer type people in there to make it build a community. But the thing is, <clears throat> in any marketplace, which is what this is, you need buyers and sellers, right? And and so you've got to have a good balance of both to create that marketplace. And right now, I just don't see how they. 
I don't see how they achieve. I can see how they might get uh, sellers. I'm not sure how they get buyers. Well, I, I think that if if the right the initial writers that come in, in my opinion, will probably the ones that will be voted up will have some kind of audience already. It's just obvious right. it will be that That's way. Right. So that let's say that to your point, let's say you get ten writer whales out there that are just amazing. They already have big audiences on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and whatever, and they go ahead and post their article on Mirror, and here comes all the people. And then that then it'll snowball. People will talk about it, and it'll grow kind of like Medium did in the beginning, which was a very similar type of thing. But in this case, they the writers have the ownership over it, not Medium. I that yeah, that's that right. I really like. So you're right. If it could be a place that actually drives some distribution, but I don't think that's what it's going to be. I think you 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 won't do a mirror X Y Z, and like the author says in this piece, he's not quitting LinkedIn or Twitter or anything like that. He wants to keep those open. He's got to keep building it, his audience, and then he can get paid and put real quality journalism on Mirror. And then if somebody wants to buy it or somebody wants to share it, or depending on how. You know, the community decides people are going to get paid in crypto. That's what will happen. I mean, who knows, right? We don't know what this is going to be. But but no, we know we that don't. in the future, you are your waterfall statement is probably right. You're going to see so many of these decentralized sites. Just, oh, God. They're, they're already so popping up like crazy. This is kind of the next way where you saw crypto I, just you know from 2017 18 all kinds of coins come out you're going to see the same thing with with publishing platforms. and this is the tension this is the tension right because you know the whole and this and this applies to everything that is uh the idea of crypto which is this decentralization right because at its heart decentralization means it can be you know, it, it no one person controls no it, right? sovereign no entity, yeah, no sovereign it. entity, whether a corporation and or government. T- yes, exactly. And then you you flip that and you go, okay, what's the power of content distribution? Well, the power of content distribution is that you get the benefit of the centralization. <laughs> you know what I mean? You get the benefit of a choice. You know, the the grocery store aisle, if you will of the content being provided in a central place, this distribution network. Um, and so those two things are kind of at odds with one another. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, if I have to go to a central place like mirror.xyz to get to a library of content, like a Netflix, for example, well, that's a central distribution network that I'm getting my my content from. But that flies in the face of the whole decentralized idea of any one person or company or sovereign group controlling access to my content. So it's it's that's what's going to have to get sort of yeah, well, resolved. Yeah, but we couldn't to make this to make this really work because what you're ostensibly saying is. You know, this the the value of something like this is I can go make NFTs out of my articles. Well, I can do that anywhere. I can do that on my own if I want to. And so that's going to predicate, well, I have to add some level of other service to the ability to make NFTs out of my content and getting paid and getting, you know, and and creating smart contracts is only, you know, that's anybody's going to be able to do that and everybody will that's where the waterfall is going to come right is all the, those capabilities somebody is going to combine it and i think you know and again we'll talk about twitter in a little bit i think somebody can do this in a way that already has the central platform for distribution where everybody's going the buyers are going the marketplace where the buyers already are well now it it makes every sense in the world to add that as a feature, the ability for me to create unique products out of that. That's what I think. So I think it's a, I think this is a very, very tough hill for any startup to climb. And I think it'll be a a really interesting thing to see where, where the incumbents, the big central distribution networks fall down on this. I'm fat. Yes. There's all kinds of pitfalls that could happen, but I'm fascinated by, the continued push, and we've been talking about this for at least the last six months, that more yeah. control is going to the content creator than ever before, than we've ever seen. Yeah. And for the and well, you're seeing is. you're seeing the big social platforms fall over themselves to just create all these features 
to try to entice them and seduce creators onto their platforms. I've never seen anything like this. The the fights that are going on, it's fascinating. So, well, and just to that point, so the other article that we'll link to, we've got two other articles to link to in this in this sort of segment if you will, which is one from Fast Company um where it says beyond people 69 million dollars nft how creators can and will thrive in the crypto economy the article opens up by saying on march 11th an nft created by the digital artist beeple sold at christie's for 69 million dollars which we actually now know is kind of bs but all right but we'll move on from there and the author then says during my time at patreon i saw the potential of a direct-to-fan monetization model by empowering creators to earn a steady, sustainable revenue stream through direct engagement with their communities, the system, which puts control and ownership into the hands of creators, will build a more beautiful and rewarding creator economy. For artists to maximize the benefits of crypto, they will need to think beyond NFTs and begin to build more cohesive and inclusive system where all fans, including the crypto whales, can participate. Artists can focus on what they love, releasing art and bringing value to their communities. And the article then goes on to talk about the allure uh, of creators and artists to crypto um, and all everything that's going on and basically concluding that, you know, that this is not going away to your point that this is only going to become, you know, it's going to become very disruptive to the to the entire space. So. You know, it's it's a fascinating trend, and I think I, I think you're right. I think that this is something is going to emerge out of this, but I think it's really hard to determine what. Well, first of all, the the article this is a fast company article written by Brem Morris, and I've I've had some correspondences with with Brem. Brem is Rally's new uh, CMO and CRO, and I've of course yeah we have our you know our. Crypto coin creator coin is still coin. It's on the Rally network, so I I'm not as I'm not unbiased on this topic uh i (laughs) i think that what i love about this and the whole creator coin idea and the whole tokenization of everything is that a creator can have fewer fans i think that you know kevin kelly's a thousand true fans is coming true right now and some of those fans want real in-depth content experiences or actual personal experiences event experiences with these creators and a creator coin can open up those opportunities. The article talks about Ali Straza, who's one of the has a rally coin called Ali. She's already built an economy over one million dollars through you know Twitch subscriptions, buying you know with her coin or tipping each other. And it's fun. It's it's so interesting that you get some of the of her subscribers that tip each other, like they'll reward each other for behavior on the platform and stuff like that. It's kind of really crazy, but I do believe yeah. that a cr- it's like Reddit yes. gold. It's like when you give somebody exactly Reddit gold. same thing. Yeah. So, but a creator can, can create all kinds of these opportunities, experiences for a certain amount of their creator coin. And it's happening. We're trying to do it at tilt. Um, I think we've got some things starting to figure out now and people are, you know, they get excited to support it's they actually do. It's like, oh, I'm so excited. We bought Tiltcoin. I'm so happy to be part of the community. I, I I don't know what it is. It's a different kind of feeling than just being a subscriber, and you can set different levels. And again, more control to the creator. I I think it. What I love the most about it, outside of the fact that it's another decentralized or another uh, system where the creators have more control, you don't have to have a million fans to run your own economy on the web. You can have 500 amazing, crazy fans that love you and you can be really successful with this model. That's what I love about it. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, uh, as we've talked about a lot on this show, uh, you know, the technology underneath it I think is really interesting and I think it's going to encourage both good and evil, <laughs> bad evil. behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm fascinated with the idea of issuing a piece of content that exists for only a certain amount of time um, and, and having one place to get it uh, and only one place to get it. And so, you, you know, you and I, we learned this lesson years ago uh, when we started looking at how to market um, 
events versus subscriptions. Um, and we, you know, one of the things that you and I discovered is that people are much more likely when there's scarcity that is felt, people are much more likely to buy than they are if there's no scarcity and they can do it whenever they want. A basically a subscription, for example, a subscription to a class versus presenting a class that is only available for viewing right. for the next you know month or something like that. And you sell tickets up to that event and it plays for a month and then it goes away. And then you can actually bring it back and sell it again like a special release thing, right? So it's like, you know, in theaters for only a limited amount of time, you're going to sell more tickets than if you leave it up and just let anybody go whenever they're going to go. And I think you're going to see a lot of that kind of NFT action where, you know, and in fact, the third story that we'll link to actually speaks to this, which is the whole viral video of Charlie bit my finger um, which comes to us courtesy of Market Watch. Basically, you know, this is kind of what they're doing. Although, when and then this is sort of the flip side of things, which is just the ridiculous side of things of this NFT thing. There, the family is going to reissue uh, the Charlie bit my finger video as an NFT, or did? Oh, it did. It sold it. That. It's done. And yeah, and sold it for seven hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Um, I don't know why it's seven hundred and sixty thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. I don't know why the seven six seven hundred and sixty one thousand dollars was. I don't know. Anyway, they sold it as an NFT, and then their promise is to remove it from YouTube. They're they're going to remove that video from YouTube so that I guess it's unavailable for you to actually see anymore, unless you see you know the owner, the owner have the to NFT. put it back out. Yeah, correct. But of course, that's not going to happen. I can tell you already that those who are interested in Charlie Bit My Finger or those who are interested in being a little bit of a troll have already downloaded Charlie Bit My Finger. It will not disappear off the internet. It will be immediately be able to be found probably on YouTube before the day is out. So to me, this is just like, really? Okay. But you're talking about two separate things. Your accessibility... uh, versus uh, the ownership of distribution are two <laughs> right. different well, things. Yeah, just yeah, like yes. I can go, I can, I can go put the picture of the Mona Lisa on my computer right now. It doesn't mean that I'm looking at the Mona Lisa. Or I'm not going to pay to go to France so I can see it. Well, no, it's different. It's different than that because it, it's not the Mona Lisa. I mean, first of all, it's not the we're we're talking about a very grainy video that is you're funny being sub- and has, subjective. You don't know something. So this no, no, might no, no. be somebody's. I'm just Mona saying Lisa. that there's no physical. There's you 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 may be right. You may and you be know right. what maybe the, the Charlie bit my finger. Maybe somebody. But here's the Mona thing: Lisa. it only takes one. It takes one person to value this at seven hundred sixty thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. That says, I see that kind of value in it. I don't know what the strategy is behind having ownership of this, but. <laughs> there is none. Hey, Let me just be clear. There is none. There is none. There is no again, strategy you're, behind this. You're, you're bringing your personal bias into this uh, conversation. I, oh, absolutely. I'm bringing my personal bias into this. I'm also bringing my intelligence and my solutions. I'm bringing all my you're, solutions. You're going to so old school with this one, too, because you, if this was, let's say it was a picture that was painted by somebody and there's a one of a kind, you treat it differently than you would as something electronic. I would not treat the photograph. I would not treat the the duplicable photograph of that picture any different. That that that's the that's the difference here. Is that in this digital version there is no difference between the original and a copy. There's just not. There's just there's just no appreciable difference. And so uh, you know, in the enjoyment of it, in the experience of it, etc. In the Mona Lisa, I, if I own the Mona Lisa. I get to go destroy it if I want to, and and you know, and it's uh, that's the that's the key. If I go destroy the Mona Lisa after I own it, it no longer exists in the world, and that's the value of scarcity, is that I can make when I own something the unique value of something I can make it disappear, and in this case you can't, you can, I can't you, you cannot make Charlie bit my finger disappear. You you could. It's no, there's no difference here because you could destroy the original Mona Lisa in your scenario, and there's still a thousand 
million a million copies. of them copies yes copies. but you don't know copies it, you don't copies. know that i could i could switch well, out yes, the I one do. in the mona lisa right now exactly what they did and what's the nicholas cage movie where they take the declaration of independence oh, and throw the gosh. other one in there <laughs> nobody knows <laughs> nobody knows he's running yeah, all over the world you, with that thing all rolled up on his adventures and it's you know nobody would care <laughs> right <laughs> Well, I like I like the fact that you've reduced we're the gonna, argument. Yeah, to we're a throwing Cage in the movie. national treasure yeah. scenario. <laughs> yeah, this is a special right. sub piece to the main offering. That is, <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay, exactly. Man, let's go on to the next one. <laughs> let's move along here. Um, <laughs> that, that's good. I like that. Uh, let's move on to our Twitter news oh, that we talked good. about yeah, earlier. Finally, some news that uh, you this, and I yeah. agree on. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Although I think people agree that they like when we disagree. They like when we, they like when mom and dad fight. Um, and so anyway, this is Twitter. I went down yeah, a weird path. A weird. Um, so Twitter, I mean, holy smokers, they have been, uh, you know, just like on fire with their new features and development. And now somebody, somebody walked into that office and went, you guys, we got to do something. Uh, because Twitter has been announcing stuff left and right. The latest from Twitter uh, is are two things that we'll cover, one which we'll cover in more depth because it's just more interesting. Um, the first is, is that Twitter has now reopened account verification uh, and basically under new guidelines. The coveted blue badge, that little blue check mark, may soon be within your reach, says the article. Twitter announced today that it'll begin rolling out new verification application systems which allows public figures and other accounts of high public interest to distinguish themselves with the blue check mark that indicates they say who they say they are. Government officials, journalists, celebrity, brand, business, or other notable name. Over the next few weeks, Twitter will begin to display the new verification application directly in the account settings tabs to all users globally. And then it goes on to sort of describe how that all works. Um, the second, which uh, we'll talk a little more about, and I would love to get your take on both of this, uh, Joe, is Twitter is testing a new super followers uh, ahead of a new program launch. And the article, this coming to us courtesy of Social Media Today, says as Twitter continues to work on its evolving creator monetization tools, now testing a new profile display count for super followers, which would provide a quick overview of how many paying subscribers each user has on the platform. As you can see in this screenshot, uh, which is in the article posted by reverse engineering expert James Manchin Wong, uh, the new super followers count would be shown alongside your regular followers number, which would help inspire more people to sign up to become paying subscribers to your tweets and extra content. Uh, I think this is really, really interesting. What say you, Mr. Politi? What's interesting is, thank you, by the way, for asking for my opinion. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> you know what I thought? Here's what I thought of when I was, first of all, you're right. Twitter's just launching everything, focus on all this uh, creator launch stuff. You know how some people enjoy the internet and value the internet because they want to be unknown, right? Whether that's on a Reddit yes. or you want to be a troll on YouTube or whatever. These yep. things are all focusing on value in the known. So you, you say, okay, first of all, what's the benefit of me becoming verified on Twitter? Okay, well, you get increased status. People know that it's actually you. Twitter did some work to verify that. Great. And then this other thing on super followers, if they launch this thing on super followers, this this is going to take off. I don't think there's any doubt that it's, oh, this is it's gonna be super huge. followers gonna is be going huge. to be the new you know, followers times 20. To be yeah. like, oh my God, you have a hundred super followers that are paying you money to access your, you know, content and whatever your your uh, experiences that nobody else can get. What I want to see, and I don't know if you can even do this at this point or what they're thinking of, but if you could integrate with some of this other stuff that you do, let's say you can integrate it with special versions of your newsletter that you can send out through there, which I'm sure you could do anyways. It just might take an extra step, but this could be fascinating. You could, I could see a creator. I mean, I like it and don't like it because I don't want to give Twitter that much power, but I could see a creator basically using this as their hub and you get, you send your, you sell your subscriptions on Twitter and then you could have all sorts of other platforms. You could have Substack and you could use Patreon and you could have creator coin and everything, but you could use this as a hub for revenue generation. 
it's it's fascinating. I think. Yeah. Well, it becomes your it becomes your terminal, right? It becomes your 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 cash register. Twitter becomes your cash register. It becomes the place where the common place that everybody and you can use whatever payment system you like a credit card paypal mm-hmm. you know you know basically and if you think about it they've got natural you know there's a natural uh lead in to square here uh which of course is also a jack dorsey company and twitter becomes the centralized place where you take your revenue streams and it's a place where everybody's already got an account everybody's all, you know so you can go in and it's like oh i want to subscribe to joe's newsletter and I want to say, and so you just go, yep, go to my Twitter follower, become a super follower, and you'll get my newsletter. And that becomes a real, now that's really okay. interesting. So, he, yeah, so here's the here's the crazy thing. So here's what'll happen, right? So they'll launch this super followers thing. I think, what is it, $4.99 a month or something? Something, something like that, like right? That, you set yeah. that. So Robert Rose, you launch your super follower program. You have all kinds of benefits with that. People subscribe to that for $4.99. And then they're going to say, well, Robert, if you want to keep your follower count on the platform as well, and you have 20, whatever, you have 20, 30, 40,000 followers, you have to pay $9.99 a month for that. So they're going to they're gonna get it both ways. They're going to get it from the creator that's going to be generating all sorts of revenue on the platform for Twitter, because they're going to get a piece of every, everything on there. And then if you have a large follower base, you're going to have to pay for that too, much like you pay for an email subscription service. They're gonna. Ah, I think that's right. I think that's. But a they're good, gonna. I think that's no, a but they want to launch this first because they would you do, want the creators to yeah, buy. Of course, in. they launch. Yeah, yeah, of course. And yeah, then yeah. they're gonna you've say, gotta get it. "You've got to get oh, everybody." I mean, can you, you imagine? We talked about this before. You got, you've got a million followers or something like that. That's that's very important to your livelihood. If you have a million followers, sure. Well, you pay. You got to pay it's for like, reach. Okay, that's a, that's what it's, that's, that's you know what, what they'll do. They would just say you got to pay for reach. They would gladly pay five hundred dollars a month to keep that reach. Gladly. Oh, of course. Can you Absolutely. imagine? I mean, and by the way, don't. And to keep it clean mm-hmm. and to keep it, you know, to keep it pruned and to make sure that it's not bots. Exactly. And to, you know, all the things that they can offer as services, you know, which would which would basically ensure that you're going to you're going to have a, you know, a true, quote unquote, audited following list. So for your, you know, for your paid subscribers as well, I, of course, pe- creators would pay for that. Absolutely. Yes. I, I'm not. I mean, you should not take financial advice from me or from this show, but I, I would put, no. I would put a lot of money down on the fact that in the next few years, Twitter stock is just going to go crazy because it is probably yep. the most. It it is the one. I mean, that's why a lot of these decisions are being made, right? Because they didn't do the triple quadruple on the stock price that all the other social media companies did. Pinterest did, Snapchat did. You know, Google had their day. Um, Facebook, I always think of Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg did. So they all <laughs> did, but Twitter never did. Twitter's not a heck of a lot higher than its initial public public offering years ago. So now it's going to they're going to say, "Okay, what do we need to do?" Here we go. You're, you're going to see the Twitter yeah. show in the next 2 years. Hang on. I think that's I think that's yeah. exactly right. And and if they do this thing where they're sort of they start acting like the the creator cash register, you know, to create a centralized place for you to go buy access to your favorite cr- creators. Well, that only that don't, that makes Twitter hip again, right? It, you know, in other words, it makes it you know because the problem that Facebook has right now, we've talked about on this show, is that Facebook does not have a strategy to attract in young people. Um, you know, it's all people like you and I, Joe. I mean, that, that are on that are on Facebook, and you know, and and. LinkedIn, of course, is, has a very specific purpose and all the rest of them, you know, which, you know, Instagram and Snapchat and, and all of those places, you know, they're not they don't have the they don't have the, the momentum and the brand and the reach that Twitter has. Twitter has been suffering for the last few years, primarily because it's a you know, I, I, I love how Jay Bear always describes this. Twitter isn't. Twitter isn't about how many people are on the platform. It's about who is on the platform. And it was one in particular person for the last five years. And, but now the innovation is coming and the expansion can come and everybody's got a Twitter account. They may not use it very much right now, but everybody's got a Twitter account. And if all of a sudden they come out and say, yeah, you want to go follow your favorite fashion designer? You want to go follow your favorite celebrity and pay for their stuff? 
yeah, you just come to Twitter, boom, you sign up for their thing. You can, there's a little menu where you can say sign up for their newsletter, sign up for their social audio on Twitter spaces, sign up for their, uh, you know, email, their texts, uh, and their access to their video and their website and away you go. And it becomes, it basically becomes your payment gateway to any influencer and creator. I, it's, it's genius if they do this. I Shop, think. Yeah. Uh, sh- shopping area. On, oh, yeah, of course. Whole, Shopping, e-commerce, it, access to your shop, you know, your personal Shopify store. You know, it could, all yeah, that it could really become home base for for content creators and yep. and some brands yep. as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, for brands too. I mean, this becomes an easy way for SMBs, small businesses, uh, to get into e-commerce. You know, if they're you know, so they they wanted to provide a a place for you to subscribe to thought leadership, to subscribe to content, subscribe to all the stuff that they're doing and get enough information that you can do things like personalize your website and do all those kinds of things for those people with a unique identifier which of course is your twitter handle boom you're done it's 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 that easy um it's this is i i i you know stand up and applause if they can make this happen there's a long way from making this happen and twitter has been known to really botch things up so there's 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 this is a long way from being actualized but I really, really am encouraged by the the. Uh, the well, it's here. it's funny though because even in our little circle, Twitter's turned the corner. In my opinion, you get I got I see more people in our network that are dedicating more time to Twitter than they have in the yep. past, and they've really said to heck with Facebook. Yeah. So, I I will say I will say, <laughs> so I went to go. See if I can get verified, right? Because unlike Joe Polizzi, I am not. You're not verified, verified? on Twitter. What? I'm not verified. What? I I didn't bother to do it until it became like a controversial thing to do. Like everybody and their dog was trying to do it, and the last time when I applied, they actually turned off the the verification stuff uh, in the middle of my application, so I never got. So you're the one that you broke the system, basically. Yeah, maybe it could be it you could and be, your solutions. Uh, I, I, yeah, my, me and my <laughs> solutions. Um, and so I went to go, I just went to go check it out. And it's, it's now they, now they're serious about it. Like when you go in there, they're like, you know, okay, link to a Wikipedia article that you, that, that's on you, or two, link to three recent within the last six months news articles about you, or three, uh, you have to do something else that was just as onerous. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's it's a seemingly I don't know how real this is or not because I've obviously I didn't hit submit yet but it's seemingly it's a much higher bar to get verified than it than it was before. A little side note: we you know we were doing the clubhouse book tour and we tried Brian Clark's on Twitter Spaces and I really liked I really ah, liked yes. Twitter Spaces. I really enjoyed. Yeah, there we go. Probably because for the most part, I, the people that were there I knew and recognized a lot of them. Uh, because of yeah. there's the Brian audience, Brian's audience, or my audience, but I think that they're real close to to Twitter Spaces actually being something. And now when I go into the app on my phone, I usually see three or four people having some kind of Twitter Spaces go on simultaneously. So it's starting to to tick up. Little side note there. Nice. I hope you get verified. Just soon. really. I really I, well, do. I'm gonna see about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna see about it. I'm gonna see a, I'm gonna see a man about my solutions. See the, see the man. Um, and so uh, really quickly here, we'll cover this last story really quickly before we get to rants and raves here um, because it fits right into the whole verification and the celebrity thing. Um, this comes to us courtesy of The Guardian, which is uh, the headline is a real turnoff. Are celebrities ruining podcasting uh, from Obama to Springsteen to Paris Hilton, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex? Uh, may, famous folk can't stop hogging the mic. Uh, I, I really should read this in a British accent because it's it's, it's the so, shortest. No, so, it's the shortest. It's the shortest it's, article ever. It's just yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go ahead. The I'm answer. Sorry, I, I agree with you. you. By the way. No. 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 I agree with you. It, 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 this is. Uh, I, I agree with you. The article, by the way, goes on to describe a number of celebrities, including Obama and Springsteen and um, Mo Rocca and, you know, all sorts of folks, Rob Lowe, uh, all sorts of folks who now have podcasts, who've discovered that podcasting is so awesome um, and are creating shows to doing this and basically crowding the market 
as it were, um, with uh, with podcasting and, and, and leveraging their celebrity behind it. And having listened to a few of these, they're no better. The shows are no better or no worse than those who don't. Celebrities aren't necessarily better at creating podcasts than we are. Um, so I have to conclude that, you know, given market share, um, and I would actually love to know um, how well they do. I mean, that's a very hard data item to get, but uh, it strikes me that I, I, I would hypothesize that these uh, A-listers are not faring or excuse me, are faring better than the than the usual, simply based on their sure. celebrity name, um, but aren't necessarily producing better products. No, what I think, think that's true. Uh, but what I love, about, first of all, it it honestly doesn't matter if they're incredibly good or bad. Some are like Alec Baldwin's. I think is is fairly good, um, and I haven't listened to any. Uh, Dax Shepard, I think, does a good job. I mean, I think he's raised up a level because he has a good podcast. But I, what I like for the move is, and you know, I mean, you, you're out in L.A. You, you see how celebrities are made. Celebrities were made by the movies and the shows that they did. So the production companies and the movie studios owned the right to make you a celebrity. Not necessarily the case anymore. Or if they do, if they did make you a celebrity like at Alec Baldwin, he can keep that relationship going with his fans that he never had that opportunity to do before. So I love the idea that they can have relationships directly with the fans that they didn't have in the past. So again, it's yeah. back to control. The control is moving away from the big centralized organizations and it's going to the individual and it just keeps happening. Yep. And if you're a movie studio, you've got to be a little bit concerned about not being able to pull all the strings anymore. Yeah, so. exactly. By the way, should we talk uh, about the Amazon I'll deal real quick? Cause we didn't, cause we talked about it on the last episode. It actually is going through. Yes. It happened. It, it yeah. So there, yeah. there you go. It happened. it happened. Good, good for them. Eight point four five billion. Yeah, dollars. Yeah, Do- <laughs> dollars. Bezos, but no. Yeah, eight point five billion. Not ether. And not, the B, no, not Bitcoin. The, the B is for dollars. Bezos bucks. Be- <laughs> Be- <laughs> which are actually work uh, worth twice Amazon as much dollars. as uh, yes, actual exactly. dollars. Exactly. Yeah, he's <laughs> got his own coin, Bezos coin. Yeah, Bezos yeah. coin. It's the U.S. dollar. It's the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't he have most of them at this point? Is he, is, he is, he's he not is a trillionaire yet because of the. That's funny. That's a that's a but, good tweet. We're gonna we're gonna rename U.S. Bezos, dollars to Bezos, Bezos coin. coin or Bezos bucks. I like Bezos bucks just because of the alliteration. Well, that's yeah, better. Bezos yeah, bucks. I mean. Yeah. All right, it is now time for your favorite part of the show for our rants and rave section where Joe and I go off on a little bit of a rant or a little bit of a rave over something that makes us feel like we're watching the Friends reunion um, or making us feel like we're going to purposely miss the Friends reunion. Um, you going to watch the Friends reunion? When is it? Can you tell me when and where? It, 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 I can actually tell you because uh, uh, my wife is interested yes. in watching it. It, uh, it. it starts tonight as we record this on Thursday, May 27th. It is available uh, this and, evening. And, and where? Is it on Netflix? Where, where is this? I'll be on HBO Max, Ooh. your favorite. Uh, your your favorite. How, um, how are your Apple streaming Apple service? TV Plus subscription? Not good. It's, let's just not even talk. Thank about God that for Ted Lasso. Uh, I, if they I, didn't have Ted Lasso. I, yeah. They'd be. No, that would be. I would have. Would be I would have got rid of it right now. a long time ago. Okay. Just don't the understand. Fr- is is the Friends reunion yeah. a one show thing? Is it a, s- a one, one show, show thing? Only. Yeah, it's a one show special where they all get together in their. Botoxed and surgical uh, repair, and talk about their. Are you t- don't show. okay? Don't talk bad about Jennifer Aniston. That's all I'm asking. No, no. Oh my God, they're all beautiful. Uh, every every one of them is beautiful. But yeah, they're okay. they're they're fixed up. Let's just say that they're that they they've been fixed. Do you think so? All of them, even Ross. All, every one of them. Every one mm. of them. Every one of them. Chan- I mean, Chandler's kind of gone the un- other direction with that, right? Okay, well, well let's... Yeah, well, he, well, he, he fixed, fixed himself, himself with a good bottle of yes. scotch. There's was, many different <laughs> ways to get <laughs> fixed, uh, right? Yeah. Okay. This yeah. is a children's program. Could he be any more drunk? Okay, yes. well, okay. Anyway. what do you have? Do you want me to go first? What, what are you doing? Uh, I'll, go, I'll go first. I've got two quick ones here. 
Um, the two quick ones. One is a true rave. Um, it's a story that we'll link to in the show notes from Gear Junkie. Uh, and by the way, a uh, huge hat tip to Ryan Amaral. Uh, Ryan, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, uh, who hashtagged us up on the hashtag on Twitter. Yay. So there you go, Twitter. Um, uh, and sent us over this story. This, uh, it says Co-op Studios. That's from REI, the uh, sporting goods uh company uh, takes center stage with new production company for movies and podcasts. The article basically says that it is announced that it will launch an in-house content arm to produce films, podcasts, and editorial programs. The co-op already produces a quarterly magazine, storytelling podcast, and myriad how-to videos, among other things in their digital magazine. The article goes on to just talk about all the things that they're doing. It's um, Paolo Matola, who is a content marketing award winner. Um, we, we know Paolo, um, going all the way back to his early days in the co-op, uh, and what they've been doing in content marketing for so long. And this is just a huge step. Um, I should be specific that the co-op studios mission is more than just producing new content. It's really looking to amplify stories, uh, from groups that have been overlooked, uh, including black indigenous people of color, LGBTQ, women, other historically underrepresented groups. Uh, So they're really looking to create a much more diverse face for all the content that they're going to create. And I think it's just amazing. Uh, I love it. It's a great marketing strategy. It's a great content strategy. It's doing something important. And I wanted to rave about it. Love it. Go ahead. Um, The second thing, I'll just be quick, um, which is the, (laughs) I I don't know if you saw, you saw, did you see the, I John Oliver. I didn't thing until on, uh, who who uh, said that on Twitter. Or who's a good friend on Twitter that let us know that was out? I think I come and now. I'm forgetting. I'll look you it up. Look Go it ahead. Up while yes. I'm talking about it. So yes, it's uh, uh, on on YouTube, um, but you can also have seen it on HBO. Uh, John Oliver, who does his weekly show, did a whole show on sponsored content um, and specifically sponsored content on local news. And it's just classic. If you're in content marketing or if you're in content uh, and advertising, it's absolutely worth a watch. Uh, it's cringeworthy at times, really cringeworthy at times um, because of how ham-fisted some of this uh, sponsored content. We're seeing it everywhere, by the way, folks, You know, whether it's uh, on digital uh, and the way that native advertising is getting done these days, the way it's being done on local news, the way it's being done on local television, just Broadly speaking, radio, it's everywhere. Um, And it's just being done badly. And this is just a fantastic example of how sponsored content can just be just done awfully. And it gives a black eye to everybody that works in this space. And so it's worth a watch for sure, just to see it from as a cautionary tale about where can things really, really go wrong? And, and it's, uh, it, it was just, and it's, and it's also funny as hell. Would so, you pair it you with the original native advertising one that he did? Yeah, I think it's, I think, I think it's, you know, it's a little less, uh, this is a little more of a slam to local news and their, uh, their faults as they're sort of doing this. And he, I won't spoil it for you, but they basically create a product and then go get it placed on some local news, which is very funny and very sad at the same time that this can actually happen. Um, and you know, it, sa- it says a lot about the state of local journalism and local, you know, news. Um, but it, but uh, yeah, it's very similar to his earlier piece that he did a couple of years ago on native advertising, which is which is also just as uh, interesting. Although there he was a little more he was a little more uh, I guess hard on the concept of native advertising. Here he's more like, yeah, this is something that's going to exist, but just you know, this is awful, right? And it really is. It it's 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 worth <laughs> even toward the end. It's worth watching some of it. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, it's great. I don't want to spoil any of it because it's so good. Just go watch it and and Yeah, and, and I can't it. find the wonderful f- f- right. so I I can't I can't do things anymore. I don't know what the deal is. I can't find anything. I'm just a mess of tabs on my computer. <laughs> Although my my boys uh my my youngest set up a second monitor for me for the first time. I have two monitors in front of me. I've never had this before. Such a weird feeling. 
I know you. That's I know nice. you. I, I you have four monitors. I got there, three. So. Yeah, I have, yeah, I have three monitors. Yeah. Cool. Why do you monitors. need three? What do you do? Do you have issues? I, it's I got all sorts of things going. No, I got no issues. That's I, that's why I don't have any issues because I got three monitors. I got one from my. I got chat going. I got a Spotify. I got uh, I got my show notes here. I've got my browsers open. I've got. Uh, you know, I got you know an email. You, you know, it's it's just a very nice not to have I drag think Twitter windows would around. verify you if in your Twitter bio you put Robert Rose. I have three <laughs> monitors, and it, so I, I, have I have all, all the, the monitors. Yes. Okay. Uh, my yeah. <laughs> mine is a uh, mine is a cautionary tale. Uh, we've seen this before. We've heard this story before. This is from P.S. I love you. Uh, it says goodbye from P.S. I love you. I'll just read the beginning part. We don't have to go into the details, but it says a few weeks ago, we were informed by Medium that they would be pulling their funding for P.S. I love you. This was not all too much of a surprise given the larger changes that have been happening around editorial at Medium. Still, it sucks. Um, after some difficult conversations among our team about how to proceed, we've decided we have no real choice but to shut down the pub. This is very sad. Our last day of publishing news stories will be June thirtieth. Um, all I'm saying is, is that you you can't count on these platforms. We we talked about Twitter and all the opportunities, but at the end of the day, something, something, something yeah, rented. You can't land. you can't yeah. count them. I feel bad yeah. for people that say, "Hey, the medium's an opportunity. They're going to invest in us. They'll support us. They'll give us distribution." And you do all that, and then they'll say, "Yep, we're changing directions." Or we're going to ban you. Or I don't care if they subscribe to your feed. We're not going to show it. You know, anyways, you just. This is the one rant that I have on the whole creator economy thing, Robert, because a lot of the people that will go unnamed that are pushing the creator economy thing are really big on platforms. Like, get yourself yeah. on a platform, yeah. not build your own platform. You know, go find your space on these other platforms that have opened up and leverage all big tech, which is fine. You can do that, but you have to have a strategy that at some point you can diversify your revenue stream <coughs> so that you can make sure you can survive without these platforms. So, yeah, anyways, that's exactly right. Just, so that's I feel exactly bad right. for, for PS I Love You. I don't, by the way, I don't even know what PS no, I Love You is about. I don't know. I don't know what it was either, but it's, it's, it's you know. I mean, the, the lesson here just continues to be diversify, diversify, diversify. If, if you find yourself growing a following in an audience on a rented platform, great, fantastic. Figure out quickly how to get that to your own platform, because it just pretend it would go away tomorrow, because it can. It 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 might not. It might not ever, but it can, and you will be so much better off if you can actually survive without it. And if you can survive without it, then leverage and invest all you want into it, right? And it just, it's, it's, it's just, just understand that you don't have the control. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it can, the rug can be pulled out from you at any I love time. when you have the conversations with people. I don't have them as much anymore because I'm nicer than I used to be. Uh, but you, you'll, they'll say, oh, we've got a great audience on Facebook. And I'll say, well, whose audience is that? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's our audience right. when we yeah. worked hard for it I'm like well what happens when Facebook <clears throat> shuts you down Facebook's not going to shut you down they might they could at any moment they, they, yeah. what's the plan folks but I don't right. I don't say these right. things anymore because I'm <laughs> I'll leave it I'll leave it to, to Robert three monitors rose that's right that my, on all my solutions so speaking of solutions uh you're are you done with the post launch no launch, we got it i mean launch? we got another launch next <laughs> next week are you kidding me <laughs> oh no fantastic. actually all right um, well next week the audiobook for content inc should be launched <laughs> <laughs> actually the book's done very awesome. well fairly well we've hit a couple bestseller lists uh, it's done great Thank yes you. congratulations okay, it's, but we've it's, just it's, started uh, anybody that does business books knows that it's the long haul it's not the first week so yeah it's a marathon reviews sure. in it's, it's, by the way if you if you listen to uh or if, if you've uh, if you read the book i'd love honest reviews uh, let me know you know shoot me an email at uh, you know jp at the tilt.com and, and let me know and I can give you some thanks for for the review as well. So, and I don't know, maybe Robert, maybe you'd like to review it. I, I don't, I don't know. Would you like to? You know, I, I I'm I'm happy to review it because uh, I, as I told you, I, I earnestly and honestly believe it's it's your best yet. Thank you. 
Um, it's really, really good. It, it, it's not just, by the way, it's not just uh, a, you know, dressed up version of the same book in a different cover and all that. It is, there's so much new there. The new model, the, the you know, the all the new case studies and everything. It's just a fantastic book. Um, I will tell you, though, the last two reviews that I've given on Amazon, and again, I don't know what it is about me, but uh, they, they've not gone through. I don't know whether they sort of, I know they're really tough on, on authors reviewing other authors because they think they're friends or something. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've reviewed two other books and it basically said, nah, you're, you can't Is go it, through. Do you think you, it, maybe you know, it's because you don't have Twitter verification? <laughs> that's probably it. Yes. And I'm not verified. I'm, I'm not Twitter verified nor do it, do it. Yeah. I think that's probably, that is weird though. You and I, I think you tried to do one for, for the will to die or something like that. It, it would go through. Yeah. And it wouldn't I'm let like, me, what it wouldn't let me with that. So what, yeah, what do you have not let uh, me do going it. on here? Are you just, you're just heads down. You're working on stuff. We're heads down. Yep. Getting ready for content tech, uh, and um, and also uh, just working on client stuff. It's been fantastic, um, and looking forward to getting outside and actually meeting some people in person pretty soon. Here, it's um, I'm super psyched about the fact that we're getting re-entered, and I'm actually getting to shake hands and hug people oh, again. That, it's that's a good awesome. Thing. Oh, you know, I forgot just from you know joyous occasion and joyous news. Uh, you can find this old marketing on YouTube now. Did you know this? Yes, I, I did just, not know that. Uh, that's yeah, fantastic. We, the news. last episode was on available on YouTube and uh, and we're going to be publishing on YouTube from from here on out because I hear I hear Brilliant. that's a place that people listen to podcasts. I I've heard, I've heard it. Heard yeah, it's well. kind of a new newer platform. It's just I hope they nice. make it. Yeah. I have, yeah, I hope they do too. I hope they do too. Have, uh, there's some, some something called Google Google, Google, Google Alphabet. Google. <laughs> All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are signing off. If you want to get all the goodness, including on YouTube of this podcast show notes, or dive into any of the other 272 episodes, just head on over to our shiny, wonderful website at thisoldmarketing.site. Yeah, that's thisoldmarketing.site. Uh, we want to thank the good folks at Radix for powering our .site domain. Um, and if you want to get your own .site domain, go over to Radix and get yourself one. Until we meet again, ladies and gentlemen, just remember, it's your story to tell. Tell it well. We'll see you next week on This Old Marketing.